Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I'm so delighted that you've joined me, not least because... My guest on this episode is the wonderful, brilliant Anna Newton. Anna Newton of The Anna Edit, who has fast become one of my super favourite people, not least because she and I share so many similar interests that there's a very, very quick shorthand with Anna about certain things. We can be having a conversation and throw out a RuPaul's Drag Race reference and we both know exactly what the other person is talking about but that's not what she's all about and that's certainly not why she's come on the show today Anna is an online content creator she's won awards for it she's really damn good at it she has sponsored her blog and youtube channel the Anna Edit since 2010 she like I said she's won many awards she's been featured all over the place in print online she is up there with the best of them her her feed is just do you know what I find about it and what I really, why I really like engaging with it is because I find her feed, go onto her Instagram, it's very calming, it's beautiful, it's chic, it's organised, it's the kind of thing, if you're feeling a bit mentally all over the place and you need to be grounded or rooted, I actually find just scrolling through her feed really calming, that's a top tip for you. In addition to her blog and her YouTube, she also co-hosts the chart-topping podcast I hasten to add at home with alongside Lily Pebbles friend of the show also and she does lots of brand collaborations she really knows her stuff as well in the field of beauty and fashion and I'm very excited because in January 2019 she will be uh, her her first book will come out An Edited Life which is a life organization manual and I'm just very excited about it and I just want to talk to her in this episode about how she created this blog, how she knew that this was her aesthetic that she has, and how she's made it into such a brilliant business in and amongst talk of RuPaul's Drag Race, A Star Is Born, and many, many other things. I honestly could talk to Anna for a full day and be fine with it. She's just delightful. She's so much fun. And I genuinely, after this conversation... For about two days afterwards, I was just laughing at some of the stuff that she said and just going, yes, like nodding in agreement still. She's just a really good energy. And I wanted to ask her about that, you know, 
and I, the link between being organized and also having mental clarity and all of those sorts of things. So I'm not going to wang on too long in this introduction about that. I think it's fairly obvious we had a great time. I have a lot of time for Anna for her content and also as a person. I'm very glad to have shared my show with her in this episode. If you want to get in touch with me, it's very easy. Thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or slide into my DMs. I really do need to find a different way of saying DM me. Okay, DM me on Instagram and Twitter where I am at Emma Guns and you can also join the closed Facebook group which uh, there will be a link in the show notes where you can join. It'd be very, very cool to have you over there. I will obviously be putting all the links to Anna and everything that we talk about in the show notes that you'll be able to find on Acast, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. So I encourage you to take a look and link through. There will definitely be a link through to the book, which is currently available for pre-order. If you're listening to this show after January 2019, go get it now. Go get it now. So here she is, the brilliant, the wonderful, fantastic... Anna Newton on The Emma Gunn Show. Right, let's go. This is funny. Everyone, Anna and I <laughs> were, could potentially have just spoken for 90 minutes without this recorder on. Easy. Easily. Easily. So Anna is my guest, the Anna Edit, and we are talking uh, quite, what's the word, enthusiastically about A Star Is Born. Oh, I just... We're discussing when we can go see it for a second time. Yeah. I'm kind of amazed I haven't been to see it for a second time yet. Oh no, it needs to it needs to uh, brew, stew. Do it you ne- think? Yeah, 100%. You can't go straight in and watch it again. I re- I was desperate to go again the next day. Desperate me to too. go again the next day. But something stopped me. I wasn't ready for it. No. I wasn't prepared for the tears. I wasn't prepared for the emotional outpouring. I wasn't prepared for the the shoulder shaking, uh-huh. sobbing. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I just need a bit of time. Yep. But you know, it's like, you know, when you watch The Notebook and oh. the first time you watch it and when you realise... to cry? I've done my eyeliner today. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you know, when you, you watch it for the first time and halfway through, you're like, oh, shit, yeah. I, know, yeah. I know what's happening. But then every time you watch The Notebook, since that moment, you start crying from the beginning because yeah, yeah. you know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm worried I will just start crying from the beginning because the beginning is amazing the beginning is amazing i'm open to that experience i like feeling emotions i have all of them and i feel them pretty much all the time and i i'm open to crying more i i'm open i yeah i'm i'm down you're down for the for the crying i i I don't know about you but i started crying and it's in the trailer so i'm not spoiling anything here but i cried the second she walked onto that stage for the first time oh that was just and she did the r you know Mm, oh that is just I, I said to Mark, my husband, the other day, I said, what would you do if you were in a forest and no one could hear you? No one could hear you. <laughs> and he said, which is such a him, <laughs> such a him thing to say, if you knew him, he, he said, I would just enjoy the silence, which is totally his personality. I think I know where this is going. At. And I said, <laughs> I would practice the Lady Gaga, ah, bit. And he was like, again, that is you in a nutshell and this is me in a nutshell. Would you not? Do you not just want to test it out? Oh, I mean, at the moment, it's my treadmill song. Oh, wow. Because I, I ha- again, I have to feel all the emotions and I feel like when I'm running, like I, I often cry on the <laughs> because I take myself over the edge a bit like I'll listen to like also the actual final song oh gosh from that's a good treadmill song because it's because it builds yeah but 
The, the one where he sings or the one where she takes no, it all the way through? No, because then I would fall off the treadmill and injure myself. So yes. it has to, so in, not with the bit where he... And also in the movie when that moment happened. Oh, Oh. Like already, it's oh my like that's when I started to just choke. Yeah, that was like, oh my God, I hope they don't turn the lights on at the end of this because I'm in a bit of trouble here. But I do love their wedding song. Which one's that? Um, I don't know what love is. Oh, goodness me, yeah. I just think that is a beautiful song. And I did say to Mark, I was like, if we were getting married now, I would want that walking, like, walking down the aisle. Yeah. And he was just like... Pfft absolutely no way but I hope that all weddings that I go to from now now onwards use that as a walking down the aisle song because oh. it is beautiful it's beautiful yeah. I am just so as you know big karaoke fan sitting over here oh, I, I know I'm keeping an eye on the on the song list and as soon as that album <laughs> goes into any of the karaoke establishments in what's your karaoke London, song well that's a really good question Historically, I always I always choose a song that my vocal cords can't actually achieve. Oh, my vocal cords are very low. I'm the same as you. Yeah, you have to go for a low song. Anything that like is... like a big dream. Like a big dream. <laughs> so you'd go for like a Whitney? Um, I've tried Mariah. I'm quite <gasps> good at a Nicki Minaj rap. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always... Yeah, uh, I tried Adele once. And Millie Kendall got it on film and it went horribly, horribly wrong. Oh, yeah. Adele sometimes goes a bit too high for me. I'm a no doubt don't speak. Nice. Everyone, everyone gets involved. No one needs yeah. to even look at the words. It's no. a controversial choice. But once you give it a go. Are you a karaoke regular goer? I wish I could go to karaoke more often. Um, <laughs> I had it for my hen do... Um, which was just amazing and then recently my friend it was her birthday we did a bottomless brunch oh they are nice. terrible oh, terrible I got, I got a piercing after a bottomless <laughs> yes. brunch. okay so this is the thing you have the bottomless brunch at like midday and then by 3 p.m you are obliterated mm. my friend is mm -hmm. also she's like we need to make the most out of this so we are going to drink as many bottles as yeah. possible we're yeah. going to set a new record kind it, of it thing. brings out an ugly color in me definitely i, I think everyone people, yeah. yeah people in general so we had our bottomless brunch then we went to karaoke um at about three or four p.m went mm -hmm. to a lucky voice it was just full of like 13 year old girls really? and then us being like please can we have a room for just there was three of us three of us <laughs> like well we're gonna have to charge it out for eight so it cost us about 40 quid we were like this is the best 40 yeah, pound no, that, no, you want you need room yes we, we did we had room to move yeah. around we got to do all of our songs we did that then we came home then we then we cried mm. um happy cry mm maybe it wasn't was no. it drunk crying oh yeah yeah it love, was full of love crying it was like a full of love kind of happy kind of sad <laughs> cry when we said never again we can never do a bottomless brunch ever again it was highly embarrassing for everyone involved yeah i had the exact same experience earlier this year um went to a bottomless brunch and they were very they were they were feeding us they were like you know you're gonna if you want any more drinks i'd order them now so we ordered like four like backed up four drinks yes and then i did um with my friend adele walk into Topshop Oxford Street and say that we were getting a train and could we jump the piercing queue? And they let us. <gasps> In fact, I'll probably get into trouble because they... I would like to think that we didn't, we didn't seem that 
drunk because we were we were older than the rest of the people in the queue. But yeah, um, I got a piercing and so did Adele. And, and, <laughs> and Adele's didn't take, unfortunately. Adele, oh, no, Adele no. was in A&E the next weekend. <laughs> they're a terrible idea. They no. need to stop offering them because they're there and they're tempting. Yeah. And you think it's going to be really fun and really chic. And I've never heard a good story no. from it. You always end up in a bit of trouble afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And look, we all love a bit of value for money. Yes. There are limits. There was a dog in my house at one point. I was like, there is a dog. There was a dog. We had pizza. My friend was ill. Like, it's just not, it's not a good idea. Never again. So I'd like to do my next karaoke a bit, a bit more, you know, less inebriated. Oh, I can I'd, never yeah. say that word. Yeah. Ine- inebriated. Inebriated. I'm trying to instigate lunchtime karaoke's. Because <gasps> like, Caroline would do it then. Oh, Caroline. Caroline has got a voice. Yes. Oh, my word. Yeah, Caroline, we can just do like a little lunch and have a bit of like skincare chat and and gossip. And then, oh, we need to do this. I know. I'm actually beginning to wonder why we didn't do it when we were all at dinner the other night. Oh, we should have. Nadine. That was a Michelin star restaurant. Screw that. (laughs) We'd rather be at Lucky Voice. I'm a cheap date. <laughs> um, yeah, five of us, I think six hour session. Everyone gets their karaoke on. Oh, my vocal cords are fried anyway. They would be fried after that <laughs> big time. I, oh, that would, yeah, I'd be in a bit of trouble. Stories. I was out last night. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I was just um, practicing my high note in a don't speak <laughs> six hours. I'm on vocal rest. <laughs> Um, it's not very chic, which is what, um, would you say your brand is chic? I'm going to segue this into your feed. Oh, I, I think it is. Do you? I think it's very chic and I, I think it's very well put together and I, I like looking at it. Oh, thanks for that. That's, I appreciate that. I wouldn't say my brand is chic per <laughs> se, I, but I am what I put out, like this highly organised, like neat freak mm-hmm. who wears black all the time. Like that is kind of my thing. If you come to my house, people come around and they're like, oh, like you really like live this. Mm-hmm. Like there's no kind of like facade yeah, there. Yeah. Like that is genuinely how I live. I love wearing all black. Um, I love that like Scandi, cool girl mm-hmm. vibe, the Parisian thing. I, I will never be that, mm-hmm. but that is, oh my word. Like Glossier has just launched in France and their Instagram stories is full of all these super chic women who are just wearing like a lip gloss and look fabulous. I know, why? how do they do it? Oh, like a, just a lip gloss and look fabulous, like a brush of the brows done, like just wearing a red lip. Like that is, that's my, my aim in life really. That's all I want. It is very Parisian, the red lip and nothing else. I blame it slightly on the hills, which isn't a very Parisian type vibe. But you know, like Lauren Conrad, she was always just wearing very simple, like the Chanel flat bag, Mm -hmm. big sunglasses. I know she was also wearing like pedal pushers Mm -hmm. and like big, you know, those big like tunic tops that we Mm -hmm. used to wear over leggings. It was the early 2000s, you know, like what can you do? But I just, I've always loved, I just have always loved that vibe. So the hills was the way into the aesthetic? I I feel like in a weird way, yes, because they, don't you remember, they wanted to go to Paris. Going to Paris was their thing. And she was the girl who said no to Paris. She was the girl who said no to Paris. Whitney went to Paris. Or did did Elsie go at some point? I feel like she did because she was riding around on the back of a Vespa. She probably would have done. But that was always their aim. And I was like, 
yeah, I get it. Like, and it's just down the road for us. Yeah. It's doable. So do you go? You know what? No. <laughs> Actually, no, I did. Mark very kindly um, got for my 20th birthday, not my 21st, um, used his student loan to take me to Paris, which is very nice. kind of him. He was paying that student loan off for all those debts for a very long time mm. afterwards. And we went to Paris, but I got a bladder infection the night before. Oh. And it just wasn't, it, it, it wasn't. No. No, it, it wasn't what I thought it would be. But yeah, in those kind of early 20s years, every now and again, I would like pop over and think I was just, I was Elsie in Paris having a fabulous time. <laughs> <laughs> so have you been watching Chris, Kristen Cavallari's? I haven't. She, very, ca- very ca- I can't say it, very Cavallari. Because it's spelled Cavallari, isn't it? And you're like, it's yeah, I, A at the end, anyway. Exactly. But her aesthetic is kind of, she's now moved into homeware and her, her the, what's the range called? Almost James or something. Oh, because it sounds like Reese Witherspoon's one, which is Draper James. Oh. Is it Draper James? They sound very similar. Right. I should know about this because <laughs> I, am, I am a hooligan. Um, <laughs> what? A hooligan. Who Weekly, the podcast. Right. Have you heard of it? No. Oh, Emma, you're going to love it. Okay. So Who Weekly, the podcast, is like, they, they say everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Emma's making a note. Emma is making a note. Um, it's been underlined three times. It's incredible. Yeah, everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. So it's very like Z-list celebrity gossip. They talk about Kristen Cavallari all the time on there. So this I really... you and I get on. Oh, I love... My, we were talking earlier about films and stuff and I was like my taste level is so lowbrow like mm. it's so z-list and I've always like loved really shit celebrity gossip <laughs> it's my it's my you know when people do like oh I watch this my friend says he watches like the second world war in color to switch off and I'm like <laughs> I wish that was my switch off but it's not my switch off is like now I'm a member of the who weekly Facebook group and they just share just really funny articles so it's hooligan spelt with who at the beginning yes right. um, so it's like who weekly like us weekly and it's American but every now and again they dip into the UK they did um, a bit of Love Island chat on there. They're obsessed with Gemma Collins. They're obsessed the with Rita Ora. Um, I just love it. It's my favourite podcast. They do two episodes Second a week. Favorite Second favourite after the Emma Guns <laughs> podcast, obviously. Um, and it's just amazing. So I, I feel I feel disappointed in myself that I don't know more about Kristen Cavallari because I should. Yes. Well, no. <laughs> I watched her show and... She she seems hateful. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, angry or angry at the world? No 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 no. Um, I well the rea- reality TV is going to attract narcissists. Yeah. I could get her completely wrong, but in the editing, it just comes across as me 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 okay. and me some more and then okay. me again. Which, okay. Which I find on brand. Totally on brand. But her but the whole um, the brand that she's got, it's all. It's not dissimilar. I think if you walked into there and you didn't know that it had anything to do with her, you'd be like, oh, this is nice. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, God, now you're going to look at it and go, <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> no, because she's married to a football player. Yes, Jay. She She's had a recipe book out. Yeah. You see, I, I, if you asked me about any, like, Z-list celebrities, I could probably give you, like, a little rough biography. Like, I'm, I'm very much into... You know. Please tell me you're following Paul Danan official on Instagram. No, Paul oh Danan official. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's a it's a it's a fake it's a fake account it's not official but it's listeners i know that we have an an international audience that might not resonate but basically the the description is um photos from basically photos that he's had developed on a film (laughs) from like 1999 to 2001 (gasps) and the captions are absolutely i mean they are so litigiously offensive it's but it's so funny if you watched hollyoaks or any kind of mainstream tv like steps Darren, oh, what's his face? Steps was my first ever concert. You know when people are like, my first ever concert was Fleetwood Mac or like something really cool. And I'm like, mine was Steps with my uncle. He loved them. They could put on a show. Oh, it was fabulous. I'm gutted. They did like a reunion tour and I didn't go. Furious. Why I would have loved it. Go? I didn't know. I mean, I just <laughs> didn't know. And then all my friends have been to the Steps concert. I was like, 100% would have gone to that incredible who was your favorite step mm, oh yeah yeah oh i don't know i don't think it's a band that made you have favorites to I, spice no. girls obviously is oh spice girls obviously the steps the collective is what was so yeah i'm not sure because i thought that faye was gorgeous i thought yes. i mean obviously being the brun- a brunette you mm. resonate with the brunette so like lisa i was like oh yeah like liking your vibe but then claire had all the really good bits of the songs oh yeah her voice is incredible yeah claire is incredible so you're right it didn't you didn't have a favorite of steps you just appreciated them as a whole how have we gone to this it's that but it is there's those cultural references that i think you're obviously tuned in exactly the same way that i am you've probably the second e came onto tv oh. you were like right life made pop culture is just my escape it is my speciality subject if i was a mastermind <laughs> that's what it would be um and people and i'm friends with really intelligent amazing people and they just don't get it and that's fine but in a way that's kind of why i mean beauty is different but that is kind of why i started my blog because all of my friends in real life, we all have different interests. Mm. That's really cool. My friends are currently reading books about stars and the galaxy. Oh. And I'm reading a book about the Spice Girls at the moment. And that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I think so. Yeah. I, I would never judge somebody for that necessarily. I mean, maybe I'm not in a position to because everybody's reading better stuff <laughs> than me. <laughs> but I do. I just think it's what people like. I've taken ownership of the fact that I am basic like on a Monday night what are you doing on a Monday night Emma well obviously I'm going to catch up on the Kardashians oh please don't call (laughs) I actually bought like the YouTube subscription for it so that it's just automatically downloaded onto your phone you can buy it through YouTube what the last episode though was a bit boring I did a bit of skipping through it is that the one where they played baseball oh maybe I'm an episode behind the one where Kylie had her baby, I was very interested, very invested. That was that was the one I was waiting mm. for. Now I'm just waiting for the one. I think the next one is where Chloe has her baby. Can't wait. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. I mean, all of these. And the thing about reality shows is that, we judge aside, if you hate reality, that's, that's fine. Yeah. But the way that those shows are constructed in order to get you interested in the next week's episode is very skillful. <laughs> it's, I mean, this is why my whole summer was dedicated to Love Island. It was like, I would love to come out tonight. I really would. But I, I've seen the 2pm preview that they've released on Twitter and it looks incredible. Mm. I'm really sorry. Yeah. But I've got to go home and I've got <laughs> to watch this live and I've got to live tweet the whole thing. Yeah, I am... Um, 
I watched it last year, very invested. My friend Terry and I um, text constantly. We, like oh, we had a WhatsApp group. Yeah. Yes, through all, th- through TOWIE. Oh, and it's wow. basically, it's just basically if someone says specifically instead of specifically, <laughs> we'll just text each other specifically. In very important updates. Yeah. Very important updates. And yeah, and we were very invested. And this year I decided I couldn't engage. This year wasn't the best year for me. The best year was season two. Katie and Scott, Nathan and Cara, like the winners are still together. They have a baby. (laughs) I'm very invested in it. And it's actually on, on Netflix. If you're interested. Right. Good to know. Next time. <laughs> I was, I commuted in on today and there was a very spluttery woman on the tr- on the seat next to me. And I did think if I've caught what you've got, I'm going to catch up with something. I mean, if you want to watch 50 hours of reality TV, Love Island season two, it is ready there and waiting for it you. It is scary. This brings me neatly into something else. Uh, so I was talking to somebody the other day about writing a book. Because yes. somebody, there has been interest in, and I've put it in the Facebook group, so it won't be news to some of the listeners, but there's been interest in 26 Habits being turned into a book. <gasps> and I was, deal- I was dealing with the idea and I was talking to a friend about it and saying, oh, I just don't know if I've got the time. I'm such a, <laughs> in terms of content creation, I think you can relate to this as well very much, is that you, you turn things around quickly. Oh, it's very short term. Yeah, it's yeah. like you need to do an Instagram today. You need a blog post yeah. for tomorrow. Yeah, and as agreed. much as you might plan what your week might look like, yeah, actually turning around content is quite quick. Yeah, I feel like that with the podcast. I feel like that with my Instagram. I have wor- always worked on weeklies, dailies, or online. So there's been very little turnaround time. So I'm in terms of content creation. I'm a sprinter, and I would say that you are too. Writing a book is a marathon runner. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes. Oh yes. So I I have a book out on the 10th of January called An Edited Life, which I am available on pre-order. Link will be in the show notes. Thank you. Oh, that's really kind. Thank you. Um I'm very excited about it, but you are so right in how you've set that up and how you've how you've described that. It is, yeah, everything that we do, everything that I've ever worked on, even when I worked in companies before, it's very short term. I'd never worked on this mm. length of project for of this magnitude for this length of time it's been amazing like you I, I would urge you to do it really yeah yeah because it's it's just something so wildly different from everything else that we do and it's been so fun to try that on like to do something else to do something different um and the whole like oh I don't have time we we actually really don't have time probably but you do amazing things like you I'm, I'm really impressed with just like humans in general and how we manage to fit these things in because you you really do things adapt and I look back and I'm like how the hell did I do that mm. like how did I find the time to keep up with my blog like didn't take any time off from my YouTube channel like still have my YouTube channel going up once a week I did during writing a book I had the podcast so I was coming up to London maybe three times a week to do various different recordings for that doing various different bits and bobs but you look back and you're like I did it the sense of achievement is amazing at the end you're just mm. like oh my god I I gave birth to a book baby <laughs> like it just it I'm I'm like really proud of myself and I never really say that you never yeah. really like take stock and think like really proud of what I did we should do that more often yeah and I'm very very excited I'm currently in the final the final bits of it it's not mm. signed off for print just yet but it will be by next week mm. so it's very much like the final hurdle currently having debates over the color green 
oh. as you do. Um, it's a coloured book, so inside there's like different colours, different colour scheme, boxes, charts, flow charts, all that kind of stuff. Um, and the colour green isn't coming out printed as we expected it to be. Oh, oh I'm on the Pantone website. I'm having a little flick through. <laughs> We're doing paper tests. And I've, I've learned so much. I've learned so much. It's been so fun to do something different. Do it. That's so interesting. So was it your idea? It was, it was my idea to write a book. I've always wanted to write a book. Originally, it was going to be like a beauty book. I, I wrote a chapter and I was like, oh, there's just not that much more. Mm. To say I wrote a chapter about being hairy and getting a wax and how it's just the most horrible, embarrassing thing ever <laughs> if you're really super hairy like me. I just can't do it. I really can't. Um, and so this whole organisation thing, I was just like, oh, my God, this is... It came to me when I was in the car one time. I was like, this is what I need to write my book on this is it I love organization I can easily write 80,000 well easily write 80,000 words I'm mm. sure I can write mm. easily no no definitely wasn't easy um but I'm so I'm so happy that I've done it I'm so excited so so excited that's such and that's so interesting I'm really because lots of my friends have written books and they might say that but only after they've said oh and talked about how actually it's it's a lot of pressure and that kind of thing. It's a lot of work and I've never really had those types of deadlines, like huge deadlines mm. where it's like, you have to deliver 80,000 words by the 31st of August and you're like, okay. But did you get that deadline in January? I think that's what... Yes. Yeah, so you've got eight months. I was so lucky. My editor is amazing. I met with publishers who were like, I think you could turn this around in three months. And I was like, I... I don't think I can um <laughs> so I was really lucky that I had a publisher and an editor yeah. who were like I want to give you time I don't want you to rush this I want you to really like research it and think about it and like sit with it a bit mm. and and write it as you go so yeah I think I got the book deal last October I started writing it in January finished writing it in September so I had time and I'm that's the thing if your friends haven't had time I get it like if you have a really tight deadline this would not be an enjoyable experience and there's definitely times where I was stressed and it wasn't so enjoyable but I'd say that overall overall I'm I've had a really good time doing it was because it is a different approach to creating content did you is it a bit like that thing of and it's such a bad example maybe but I run around London all the time and I don't look up I'm just going from A to B and then sometimes yeah. if I've got more time I might think god actually Regent Street looks bloody gorgeous this morning is it like that did it make you appreciate your actual content and yes. the things that you surround yourself with it just it made me appreciate like my working week and how mm. how we're quite lucky in that we can kind of we, we do a lot of different things. Like today, I've got a day in London. So today's a really like social day and I've got mm. meetings and I'm recording podcasts and all that kind of stuff and events. But then yesterday I was at home writing for the whole day. Mm. And then the day before that, I was filming for the whole day. And it kind of, because I guess I had to do more writing. It meant I had to like switch things up in my other mm. days, like a bit more and like pack more in. And yeah, I don't know. It, it just gave me a real appreciation for book writing in general. Like it's not easy. Mm. There's a lot of words that you got that yeah. you've got to write and some days you don't want to write like you mm -hmm. must have had this right like some days you're just like I cannot think of anything worse yeah. than writing right now um but I switched things up and I, I got there in the end yeah I don't know I don't know it's, it's just given me I, like I would love already I'm like I want I want to write another one really? god knows about what I've written everything I could possibly write on the subject of organisation. I have no idea what I would want to, what I would write about, but I would love to do it again. Well, that's the thing. So 
Forest Forest was on the show recently, and oh, that's on my list. And later, I've got it downloaded. Got it downloaded. It's a really really interesting book. And what you're describing is you exactly that. You put yourself in your discomfort zone, and actually, it was a really positive experience. And now you've got this whole other thing that you can do. Like I'm an author. Yeah, you could put that in your Instagram profile. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it. Yes, it was probably difficult at times. Yeah, but you chose to enjoy the process and embrace it as something new, and you weren't scared to learn. I think there is that thing sometimes of staying with what you know. I had stayed with what I knew for years. I've done this since 2010. I've done this full time for six years now. Mm. I had done the the hamster wheel of creating content of making weekly videos of making mm. weekly blog posts I had done the same thing and I just needed like a breath of fresh air yeah. into it and this was it for me and like you said about the deadline thing working on something that does have a longer deadline just felt so different and so new and I've had to work with people <laughs> like mm. work in teams and had calls and conference calls and provided feedback and had to be like oh I don't really like this like how can we change this mm. and how can we find a solution and it's been such a different experience yeah. to everything else that I've done I probably won't do this again like I like I said I've I've written everything I could possibly <laughs> say about organization so I was like I'm probably never going to do this ever again enjoy it like make the most of it mm. even those like really tough shitty days where I didn't want to write I was like after I've written this I'm never gonna do it again so let's like make the most of it and and try to enjoy it and I genuinely genuinely have that's such an interesting perspective and you're obviously a very positive person which we will come back to but I want to quickly ask about content creation when you are doing what you're doing yes when you're doing what I'm doing I don't have to check in with the boss yes and you don't have to I don't have to check in with an editor I still have days where I actually feel like I just want someone to give me a green light on this yeah, I find <laughs> the it green quite, light. Yeah. yeah, I find it quite hard to make decisions because I think, should I be putting this out into the world? Like, do you ever have that? And was that then a weird transition to actually have an editor who would be like, maybe you should change this up a bit? Anna. Yeah, I'm like, hey Susanna, can you just edit everything else that I do as well? That'd be really handy. <laughs> like, that'd be amazing. Um, I, I'm quite a lone wolf in that sense. And whenever, I never thought I would end up being self-employed. I don't know anyone who's self-employed, like no one in my family is self-employed. But then when I became self-employed, my friends were like, obviously, like you were never going to do anything else. I've always just been someone who's kind of like done my own thing and like ran with Mm. it. So it makes a lot of sense to me. It makes a lot of sense to my personality. I'm someone who gets energy from being on their own. I'm quite like, I like being on my own. I like my own company. Mm. I also love being sociable, but I get my energy from like those times when I'm away and I'm just on my own. So actually working on my own, I quite enjoy. Um, But you're right. Like it was really, it was definitely a process, like Mm. getting used to feedback. And they were like, oh, like, oh, really sorry. Like, and I'm like, no, no, give it to me. Like I can take (laughs) it. Like I want your honest feedback. I want this book to be the best that it can be. And I'm not an author. Like I'm. But it's jarring sometimes. It yes. can be jarring to have someone say, yeah, that's crap. <laughs> to- like, totally. But I was so lucky that these, the people who surrounded me in this project were honest with me. They weren't brutally honest, mm. but they were honest. They presented it in a way that I wasn't offended. I think they were worried about offending me because I do work on my own so much. And yeah. I was like, no, like, this is really helpful for me. And I feel like it's, I've actually been able to apply, like, things they've said across like my blog posts and across other things as well if Susanna could edit all of my stuff that'd be amazing but also I've got a really good group of mates in this industry and it's I would get on the phone to Lily and be like 
can you help me with this? Can you help me with this? Can you, what about this video? Do you think that's a shit idea or is it a good idea? So I've always had that peer kind of level of feedback, which has been so, so handy as well. Okay. I have had an appreciation for this recently. Um, My background is journalism. So what I'm doing, creating this podcast, and we talked about it before the show, I have a, a level of connectivity in the industry already. Yeah. That means that when I come up against any hurdles, I've either probably experienced it before or understand what's happening. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend who was also a content creator recently and just saying, I've had something happen recently with um, bare bones of it is that a brand has kind of taken the piss with my social media platform. And it made me realize actually the fact that I have these contacts and I have these people that I can say, should I be upset about this, et cetera, et cetera, is really valuable. If I was just somebody who didn't know anything about the industry, who started writing about makeup, started doing videos about makeup, and then suddenly had all these relationships with brands and had all these things happening, it would be incredibly intimidating and a very scary, scary place. But that is sort of your experience. Yeah, I I mean, I... Studied it. <laughs> yeah, it's study days. Um, I studied at uni and started my blog when I was at uni in 2010. I then graduated and kind of went into the world of beauty PR, actually. Mm. I was stuffing envelopes. I did internships. I was traipsing up to the post office like three times a day. Managed to get myself a job through that, working in kind of beauty PR and editorial. Through that, I got a couple of contacts. I think it was like one contact. It was like someone at Bobby Brown. And I was just like, oh, my God. I went on a breakfast meeting and I was just like... Well, my life is made. Like, this is it. This is the peak for me. Someone bought me coffee. Yeah, yeah. No, it was the breakfast club. I was like, someone's bought me food. Oh like, God. this is this is club. absolutely unreal. Um, and then I got to the point where my blog was making, like, £50 a month or something. I was like, oh, I think there could be something. Oh, there's 50 quid. Like, there's something in this. And so I was actually working part-time at my job. And the guy said, you can either work here full-time or not at all. It's not really working out part-time. So I just sacked it in and I just went part time. Oh, I just, I just left it. I did my, mm-hmm. I did my blog full time. And that was really like, it was naivety. It was, I had no idea what I was doing. I just moved to London, but I didn't, I wasn't really aware of the risks. I just mm. hadn't really thought it out. I was like, oh, I'll be fine. <laughs> I am one of those kind of, oh, it'll be fine people. I don't really think too much. I just sort of do. And so I just did it mm. and it just, and yeah, it was kind of scary and it is intimidating even now to go mm. to events with all of these people. I look over and I'm like, oh my God, I think that's Jess Diner and she's like beauty, beauty editor of Vogue magazine. Like she's there. Like yeah. what the hell? Like it is, it is a really crazy yeah. world and it is very intimidating. But I think me just like throwing myself into mm. it and not really having a clue like being none the wiser yeah. and also being surrounded by people like my friends Lily and other people who were like doing the same thing mm. we were kind of all thrown in together how did you meet Lily hi this is Craig Robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA the future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So when I had one of these jobs, she had the same job at a rival company. She'd also started her blog at the same time, but I knew of her because she worked at this rival company. So my bosses were always telling me to go basically spy. They were like, can you just go and chat to this girl and just find out what's going on over there? That's really making me chuckle. No, literally we would, and her bosses were telling her the same, to spy on me at all of these, (laughs) at all these launches. Um, And so we we met through that and I went up to her one time at a launch um, and I was just like, this is really crazy, but my bosses are, like asked me to spy on you and she was like my bosses are doing the same and and she was like I hate my job and I was like I hate my job too and like from that moment we've just always been friends and she is so someone who is so funny to me we're very opposite in our personalities Mm. but she she just makes me laugh sometimes I'm laughing with her sometimes I'm laughing at her she just cracks me up and she has been so helpful throughout this whole process she is brutally honest Mm. And she was the first person that I sent the book design to when it came through. I was like, I need to get her opinion on this because mm. I know she's going to come back and tell me what shit about it. And she did. And it was really helpful. But you need that. You need that in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I, for example, I mean, you you obviously know Caroline really well. But <sighs> I, I will ask her her opinion only when I know I'm ready to yes. hear it. <laughs> Caroline is my biggest troll. I... <laughs> She on and I messaged her. I was like, Caroline, you're my biggest troll. Like I'd put it was a really nice soup. I didn't even think it looked that bad. It was like an orange butternut squash soup, like a pumpkin soup. And I'd put it on on my Instagram stories. I was like, if anyone, you know, if anyone wants to see a recipe, just let me know. And people were like, oh my God, yes. Like I, need, I want the soup recipe. Caroline messaged me back and she said, Anna, that looks like a bowl, bowl of sick. sick. Yeah. <laughs> you knew what she was gonna say before she was said that it's like a bowl of sick. And she'll just write these little snipey, like it privately, Instagram DM, these little snipey comments, yeah. and they I know they're coming from a place of love, but she she really is my biggest. That child. is the thing about Caroline; she is nothing but love. Oh, a hundred percent. But she also has like a really, really wicked sense of humor. I just know. She says it how it if is. I was to ever do anything to my face, I know that Caroline would like walk over to me, grab my face, and be like, "What the hell have you done here?" Like, I just <laughs> she would, right? Yeah, like, oh. she would. A hundred percent. I just think it, but you need, that's not me. I'm Mm. not that kind of person, but I love those types of people being around me because they are so different to me. I just think you need that in your life. Yeah. I also think there's a, there's a lot of warmth in the, in the community because my background is print. So I saw you lot as being, (laughs) you lot, you lot as being like you know like the rival school or something I can't think of a way to no no I know exactly what you mean but I but I left magazines and so I wasn't part of that group and I also wasn't part of this group I have to say I feel such warm welcome from every single person it's why do you think is, is that just something that from the off has always been the case in that kind of community I think I think there's a real misconception that all of these communities, like the journal community and the blogger community, there's there's this real like cattiness vibe mm. amongst everyone, all yeah. these different groups. And from my experience, that is just not 
the case of yeah. course not everyone gets on like it's yeah. not like oh happy families there's always going to be people that you just don't vibe mm. with that aren't really your style that's fine um but overall I, th- I think you're right I think it comes from the fact that we all sort of were thrown into mm. this together and before you know it we're at like an Estee Lauder launch at the top of some fancy hotel and we're all thinking what the hell is this like we've just rushed from our minimum wage jobs to be here and we're being given like free champagne and a massive goodie bag like what is life and people actually when they say how are you they genuinely want to connect with you yeah they're like how are you because I'm interested and you're like what yeah and I I don't know, you might think that they're being fake, but you're just like, what? Why are you being so nice? And I can have this blusher, great, what? It was just the weirdest world that we were all thrust into at a very similar time. So Mm -hmm. I think there is that kind of like camaraderie of like, we're all in this together sort of thing. And also it's a a weird industry. It has its plus points, it has its negatives. And I think having people who are on the same level as you, that you can be like, I'm having a tough day and this is why. Can Mm. you kind of coach me through this? I find we're always doing that. Like we're always having these like Mm. mini therapy moments with each other. And I find them so helpful. Like you leave and you're like, oh, I'm not the only one. That's great. Awesome. Like it is, it is such a therapeutic kind of community as well. We're all there. We're all there looking out for each other. The only thing I would say I've noticed is a difference because I feel like all my journo friends who are still very much in print, they're still my buddies. I love them dearly still. We're mates. So you're right, there isn't that that cattiness. But the only thing I would say is different is that when I was on magazines and I would go to events when I was starting out, I had to front as if I knew what I was doing because I had to yeah. front to my boss and I had to front to the PR and I had to front to everyone else. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I... You had a job, thing. you had a role, like yeah. a defined role. Whereas I feel like it is actually, it's a much safer place with my content creator friends, as it were, to say, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. And I feel like that. I feel like that's a much more shared experience. I think it's because ultimately no one does. <laughs> we are all just like no one is an expert at this. Like even the people who are top of their game have probably only been doing it ten years. Mm. Like it didn't exist before then. There wasn't the platform. Like before that, it wasn't even the internet. Like it's still such <laughs> yeah. a new thing. Yeah. It's still such a new thing. And so I think ultimately we are all kind of just like making up the rules as we go along and seeing what happens. Mm. And people say, oh, where are you going to be in five years time? Who knows? Like, yeah, Instagram is a huge thing now. Instagram stories is a thing that wasn't a thing two years ago. And so I think there is, there is that aspect of like, we're all just making it up. We're all just like seeing how, what happens and we're all just making it up as we go along. And on the one hand, I completely agree with you, but then I do sometimes get the fear and think, well, what will I be doing in five years' time? Will podcasts have become obsolete? What will I be doing? Oh, see, I'm like a real, like, ah, I'll be fine. Like, that's, I'm, that, honestly, that's, I I try not to think that far, like, 12 months is, like, where I think, where I can think ahead, head to. But you've done really well, and I think, how old are you now? 29, 30 next year. Such a great age. Thanks. I'm I'm fit. I'm enjoying this age. Yeah. I'm really like in this. Um, someone called it something the other day, like di diwoc double income without children. Oh, it's like code for when you're in that bit where like not many of your friends have kids yet, mm-hmm. and you're all just like, hey, do you want to go on like a city break at, uh, at the weekend? And people are like, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, no. I mean, ours are like booked like six months in advance. But you know, you're going on holidays with your friends 
getting a bit drunk, you're enjoying nice food. Mm-hmm. I say to Mark, I'm like, we need to soak this time up like mm. a sponge because it's not always going to be like yeah. this. And yeah, 29 is a good... I'm not scared about turning 30. Oh, I wouldn't be. No, not at all. I wouldn't be. Genuinely, I uh, when I turned 40, I was so unbelievably like, bring it. Yeah. I was so ready. I love that. I love because that. Because I felt like emotionally, mentally, financially all of the things that hadn't been in place. Like, I think I, like, sounds really weird. I think I'd spent my entire 20s and 30s waiting to turn 40 because all the stuff that I wanted to do then that I didn't, couldn't do for whatever reason, I can now do. Oh, that is a great feeling. That's such a great feeling. So literally, that's why I did 40 Days of 40 last year. I was like, bring it on. <laughs> I'm ready. Legend. I'm ready. <laughs> I, wa- I want it all. I was very, very excited. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm going to have a big party. Do it, karaoke. Yeah. Oh, we can get in a karaoke machine. Yes. Do it. Yeah, I, I'm thinking um, just a big... And all my friends who've got kids are like, oh, and I'm like, no, no, sorry, big party. You can come, you can come. But my birthday's on a Saturday. My 30th birthday is on a Saturday. Okay. I'm already thinking you're renting out a hotel. <laughs> oh, mate, I have it. I'll have it in my flat. I'll just have it in my flat. I've got like a Sonos system up there. I'm oh. dying to use it. Dying to use it. Warn the neighbours before. Sorry, it's going to be a bit rowdy. I'm turning 30. It's once in a lifetime. Double income without children up here. We're having fun. (laughs) How exciting. But is, is, is that in your near plans? Because when I talked to Lily, when she came on the show and talking about the content that she creates and she was saying how when she has children will they be on the feed will that be another thing oh my god I can't even think that far ahead (laughs) I can't and I think with these like what I was saying about making it up as you go along there's so many kind of ifs and buts and oh are you going to do this or question oh what about if you do that you don't know until you're in that moment Mm. people were like oh about your wedding day I was like there wasn't even a videographer at our wedding day Mm. but if you'd asked me two years ago I probably would have been like yeah yeah I definitely would have had a video made of my wedding day like things change Mm. and when you're actually in that moment you your feelings about it might change so I try not to think too much about that because you can't really make these rules for yourself Mm. because there's always flexibility in it and I would never want to be like I would never show my children online I might not even have kids like you Mm. you just don't know I would love to and if we do I'll make that decision when Mm. when we get to it and I look at their little hairy face and I'm like I'll see how I feel <laughs> they're gonna be hairy and tall like there you go you're very good from from just listening to you at reasoning in the moment I can't but yeah I know because we talked at dinner the other night we had a few side conversations so we for context listeners on one side of the table we had Ruth Crilly, Caroline Hirons and Nadine Bagger and then we were on the other side of the table and yeah. every now and again we'd like go off into we'd powwow yeah, yeah. And uh, partly because I didn't realise how many cultural references. I said a few things and you were like, yeah. And I thought, no one ever, no one ever knows what I'm saying and you know. Yeah. But one of the things we talked about was anxiety and how, like, I talked about going to a, a work party recently, walking in and just immediately thinking, nope, not my people, not my place, too loud, busy, gotta leave, gotta leave. Yeah. And you... Um, understood what I was talking about. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I would never say I suffer from anxiety. It's nothing official, but in terms of, I feel like I just know myself. And when I'm in a situation that I am not feeling, mm. I feel like I know myself now to be like, okay, let's let's go. Like, why would you put yourself through that situation if you don't have to? If it's mm. not something to do with your, you know, if it's something to do with your work and you have to just push through, that's yeah. your thing. Yeah. You do it. If you have an option to leave, 
leave. Mm. Like why, why put yourself through the worry? I feel like I'm better now at, I think some people probably would have called me flaky back in the day because I would be like, I'd say yes. And then I'd be like, oh God, like when it actually was there. I feel like I'm better now at having a filter in terms of, I know what I'm going to enjoy and I know what's going to make me feel just like, oh no, Mm. I'm not crazy about this. And I can't even, I can't even put my finger on what exactly it is. It's not necessarily like big groups of people or people I don't know Mm. or going away for the night on a brand trip. Like it's nothing in particular. Mm. It's just every now and again, I love home. I love home. I'm a homebody. I'm not local to London. Mm. So I think also for me, you've probably got it as well. Evening things. I'm like half eight. Yeah. Yeah, Want to be in bed by half 10. So I better leave now. I don't want to be on the train with the people eating Burger King. Oh, I mean, (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I did have a Burger King the other night. And there's a Shake Shack of Victoria now. It's just cruel. Very, very, very dangerous. Um, yeah. <laughs> I went I went day drinking with Dutch, who was Jules von Hepp's boyfriend. Oh my god, isn't day. he gorgeous? Um, oh, and he's also the sweetest human being. They are like the most gorgeous couple. I can't take it. I know, they really are. And Jules Julesy was in I think it was when he was in New York or LA and Dutch. Uh, WhatsApp me and said, "Do you fancy having a drink on Friday?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, I love you even more now because you're trying to get to know Jules's friends." Oh, that is lovely. So we went day drinking, and so by about three o'clock we were done. I took him to Waterstones to go and because I wanted to go and get a picture with Lindsay Kelk's book, and he bought it. And then good he's friend, like, he's, su- he's such good a friend. lovely person. But the long and short of it was, by the time I got to Victoria to go home, I was feeling hungry <laughs> and drunk, <laughs> and so. <laughs> I, and it was because it's Friday it was already getting busy even though it was like early afternoon or mid-afternoon and so I bought a Burger King which I didn't feel very good about and I sat on the train I was like well I'm not going to wait until I get home so I started eating it <laughs> and Julie Montague from Ladies of London came and sat next <laughs> in full yoga gear for people who don't know Julie Montague is like a proper yogi she's also landed gentry she married I've never watched Ladies of London, but they have discussed it on Who Weekly. Yes, it's worth it. And she recently did this whole yoga retreat thing with Adrienne from Yoga with Adrienne. Oh, I love Yoga with Adrienne. I know, and I just thought, I'm desperately trying to get Adrienne on the podcast, and so this woman cannot see (laughs) me or recognise me. (laughs) Because what if she says, I can't believe you did a podcast with that girl who is Burger King on the train. There is something really sad about eating a Burger King on on the train. But the good thing is, is that very rarely people people come and sit next to you if they do it's because they're desperate it's because there is literally no other seats Mm. Um, and normally you find yourself surrounded by people who are also eating like a wasabi or wasabi what's it wasabi is wasabi isn't it um there's also uh, you you congregate these people are like that girl's eating smelly food so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna come and eat smelly food by her it's not a good feeling but sometimes you just want a quarter pounder with cheese and there's nothing wrong with that Oh, oh their I, fries are so good. I've forgotten about Shake Shack. Oh, it's it's very easy to get to. It's it's just over the road. You know, that just over the road. Oh, that development. Oh, just yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm really hungry. No, I am now. My stomach's food. about to rumble. So <laughs> let's go back to your feed and talk about your look. So your thing is the book is uh, an edited life, and so yes. this is all about organisation. Life organisation in your general day-to-day life, work, home, and how you can just be more efficient with Mm -hmm. things so that you have more time to do fun stuff that you actually want to do. That's kind of the idea of it. I'd read a load of these books. I've read a whole book on capture wardrobes. Like, 
I've, I've dug deep. Oh, I am all about the capsule wardrobe. Oh, I love a capsule wardrobe. I love it. It's, it's by Anishka Rees and it's called A Curated Closet. It's very, very good. I'm going to get it. If you want to do, like, you have to want to, like, dive in deep. But if you do, you'll very much enjoy it. Um, but I, I'd sort of read all these books and they're all, you know, that one's about capsule wardrobes and Marie Kondo's obviously just about tidying. Mm. And then I'd read like books about productivity, but I'd never read a book that had all of these things in. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to create something that had all these things in it that was very easy to follow, very easy to cherry pick from. You, it's not a rule book. It's not like you need to do X, Y, Z and you're going to have this wonderful life. That's not the vibe. It's actually there's this little thing that might help you out with emails and there's this tip that might help oh, you with like creating more of a cleaning routine in your house mm-hmm. so that you get that done a bit quicker. And actually those two things like turn down your stress a bit yeah. and you've got a bit more time to like watch an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race on Netflix in the evening. I mean, you're speaking my language. <laughs> But I just, I don't want it to be prescriptive. It's not prescriptive. I hope it is a lighthearted look. A life organisation yeah. that can provide you with a bit more time in your schedule. Yeah, and I think that's what's, what's really good about the kind of content you do create because you're not saying... And I do see people on Instagram, particularly I think Instagram is a terrible hive of it. If you're going, live like me and you'll get abs like mine or you'll get a contour like mine and you know that they've been through a face tuning app. Yeah, it's like, honey, you've had cheek filler and they look great. Good for you. Yeah. But like my cheeks don't yeah. <laughs> look like that. Whereas you, it's it's just like, this is what works for me. And you take people, you take people along for the ride, but they don't ha- they're not obligated. No, I, ne- I don't, I never wanted it mm. to be this list of like 10 commandments. And it's like, if you do these things, your life is going to be change. It's like, maybe your life isn't changed, but maybe it's a, just a bit less stressful. Or mm. maybe your emails don't make you feel sick anymore. Or maybe your desk is just a little bit tidier and you can find things a bit easier. Like, it's just all these little things that should be building blocks that once you put them together, you're like, oh, okay. And that was easy. It doesn't take time. It doesn't take money. It just takes just, like, putting these little techniques in place. Because I I do think really strongly about this now. I feel like organisation is a massive part of being able to cope with things. Because if you're organised and just talking to you here, I feel like actually maybe naturally or you've worked it out, you're mentally organised. I think it comes... I was really lucky to have an amazing upbringing with amazing parents who were so supportive and just very, like, disciplined but chill. Mm -hmm. You know those parents? They're they're like firm but fair. Mm -hmm. I feel like they installed some really good things in me and I'm like, how did you do that? (laughs) Like, (laughs) me and Mark genuinely sit down and we're like whatever you did like please can I attempt to write it down yeah can you write a book that'd be amazing thank you so I feel like it definitely comes from that but I'm I'm not a big worrier Mark really is a worrier so we kind of even each other out in that sense that's interesting I'm not like I said I'm like oh I'll be fine Mm. like which probably which isn't always the correct approach to have sometimes I don't think like long term Mm -hmm. with things and I'm probably not 100% thinking about my actions as much as I should um, but I do feel like, I do feel like that helps. And I also just, I just love being organized. I love being neat. Mm. I went around my friend's house yesterday um, to play with her baby and I couldn't help but like, I was like putting toys away, like as she was finishing with them, I was like literally tidying up from this child. Like that's just me as a person. Mm. That is just me as a person. But also you know I I have the occasional shit drawer Mm. occasionally I open up a drawer and be like yeah that's 
Because That's not very on brand. Because <laughs> Monica, Monica is a caricature of of someone who's super clean and super tidy and organized yeah. but that is also that's bordering on OCD I don't, never get the vibe that that's your thing your whole thing is be more organized for an easier life like know where your stuff is yeah know where your stuff is so that it it's just easier to get ready in the morning mm. like why would you want your pants and socks to be a mess yeah. like it, then how are you finding how are you finding your socks people <laughs> like how are you finding your socks like I just I just think you're losing sleep at yeah. night oh I'm sweating I'm sweating <laughs> I just think it's all about these little yeah just being a bit more organized just to make life easier mm. it just makes life a bit easier I think we all breathe a sigh of relief when we open up our wardrobe and we're like oh I can see everything that's in there and I can pick yeah. an outfit that I like and I haven't had to take everything out and make a huge mess in my room that's going to be really stressful to get back to at 6pm. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Listeners, regular listeners will know I did 26 habits and one of them was having the wardrobe clear out. Oh, I love a wardrobe clear out. And this morning, I got ready in like 40 minutes. Yeah. And most of that was doing my eyeliner because I knew exactly what I was going to wear. There's no thinking time. It's just... As soon as you edit out and you know what you wear regularly, yeah. you can, it makes you buy things that fit in with that. Yeah. And then you, you buy good quality, blah, blah, blah. Do you believe in that? I believe buy cheap, buy twice. Do you think? I, I don't necessarily think it's always to do with price. Sometimes it is, mm. sometimes it isn't. I've been reading a lot about cotton and how cotton actually is really cheap to produce. So whether you buy yourself like a 95 pound Vince cotton t-shirt or like a 20 quid one from Mango. Interesting. So, so it's not always to do with yeah. the price tag, but... I am huge into like I I bought a um an end of the stories leather jacket six mm-hmm. years ago. I will not like why would I ever buy another leather jacket? Like in my head, I'm like, that's the best leather leather yeah. jacket. Like, God forbid I ever like lose that in a cloakroom. I would be gutted. Um but yeah, I just I think it's about buying those things that next party I see you at, you'll just be in your leather jacket. No, not really. Yeah, it in. they'll be like, Do you want to put it? No, no, no. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm really you look fine. warm. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it's not coming off. I'm sweating, but it's worth it. But it is, it's it's I I really Oh god, I forgot the question. What was the question? Buy cheap, buy twice. Oh yeah. I, I segued off into your leather jacket your and other leather stories jacket. you'll wear it why would you ever buy another one I don't think everything in my wardrobe is like super super pricey or anything like that it's a real mix of like investment pieces and high street mm. um, but I just I just think buy less that's the thing buy less that's the key like we're all just obviously the YouTube has like a whole culture mm-hmm. which annoyingly always gets the most views and I get it because I follow people on Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, I want to buy the exact jumpsuit Mm. that she's wearing. I get it. I 100% understand. But how about we just take a step back and we're like, oh, actually, but that jumpsuit that I've already got is kind of similar. If I wear it with these heels and I roll up Mm. the sleeves a bit, then I guess that looks a bit like that. I'm all for just trying to find new ways of wearing what I've already got, not encouraging this like buying, buying, buying constantly all the time and re-wearing old favorites. Hey, if it's good enough for Kate, it's good enough for us. Kate. <laughs> you know, oh, Kate. We're like Kate Middleton. Kate Mid- yeah, yeah, we're Kate like, Mid- yeah, we're busy mates. Oh, yeah. She's, are you on Bump Watch at the moment? Are you obsessed with Megan? Um, I've just followed an account um, by someone called E. Holmes. 
And she does something called So Many Thoughts. <laughs> and she posts a photo of Meghan Markle and then it, she just says So Many Thoughts. And it's like surrounded by all of her thoughts about what Meghan, Meghan Markle is wearing. It's very, very engaging. It's very interesting. Okay, I've written that down. I will put that. I am on Bump Watch though, yeah. I mean, it fits in with like shit celebrity gossip. Not that I'm calling the monarchy shit celebs, but you know what I mean. Like that kind exactly of tabloidy, like, ooh, she rewore that. I'm all for rewearing. Go on, Meg. Rewear. Do it. Yeah. I do all the time. Oh, everyone does. Like, we're as not princesses. As, as long as the clothes are washed, as long as they're laundered. Yeah. Between wears. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. Me and my dry cleaner, we're like that. Best friends. Are you? He did me a good deal on my on my wedding dress. So I will always go back in and, be, you know, I owe him a favour for that. Like, he did, me, he did me a good deal. You know those wedding dresses? They're like £100 to dry clean. I wouldn't even know. I was like, mate, mine was very cheap, so I'm not spending it's that. It's just much. a dress. Did yeah. you, do you, oh, I wore this white dress the other day. Did you try and sell it as not Ooh, a wedding thing? I think it was a little bit too wedding-y to do that with. It was from Whistles. I bought oh, it off the rack. Nice. Oh, so happy with I've it. I've always thought that. I thought if I ever did get married, it would be... I, just, I think it's because I covered celebrity weddings for 10 years, and so I saw the price tags, and I would always think, it just seems like a lot of money. Oh, we, we had 27 people, and we went... 27 dresses? 27 dresses. <laughs> um, we went to a local restaurant. I mean, that wasn't cheap, like paying for everyone to have a mm. nice meal, but I, was, I felt very strongly about everyone eating well and drinking well. And the itemised bill was interesting. I was like, oh, that's a, quite a pricey uh, bottle of wine. Like, be interesting if you do an open bar at your wedding day. <laughs> um, and then we came back to our flat and we just bought in loads of booze. And we just had a party at our flat. Brilliant. We spent th- almost three times more on our honeymoon. But I think that's more important. I think that's worth it. Yeah, why not? We were on a honeymoon for almost a month. That's only a oh. day. I know. I know. Oh. Take me back. Take I've been to back. some big celebrity weddings, like with ridiculous, like the days that are just broken up into all sorts of different things. And the level of detail is, ama- is amazing and is a skill and everything. But I just think, no. Can you tell me everything like off? Yeah. Off? Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Obviously. <laughs> um, we are drawing to the end of our time together, which is horrible because oh. I told you you'd be coming back. We're going to have to do a part two. As you said, you have to go... On, yeah, okay. No, I'm afraid got, so. No. Oh, we will. We can part two, part three. Yeah, totally. We've still got a, we've still got some time left. So I want to talk to you about at home with your amazing podcast that you do with Lily. Oh, I love at home with. Because Thank you. It does. I, now I just want to spend a lot more time with you <laughs> because I like how positive you are and I like how you see a challenge of a new content stream as something really exciting. I mean, that was years in making for us. So, and and it all happened the day after I said to Mark that I thought that podcasts were really dumb. We're talking like four years ago Mm. now. And I was like, podcasts? Who the hell? Like, why is this app on my phone? Who the hell is listening (laughs) to podcasts? This is, no. Like, this is so This is for people who don't listen to music. (laughs) Yeah, I was just like, "Mm, no, they're for nerds. Like, and Mark's like, oh, I listened to one about bridges or something. And I was like, "Mm, nerd, like, no way. Point made. And then the day after, we, it was, it was very, very soon after, something changed. I think it was listening to, um, my dad wrote a porno. Yeah. I feel like that kind of came out, the first series of that came out at a similar time. And I was just like, 
oh, oh, mm. backpedal, mm. like backpedaling big time. This is amazing. This is hilarious. It feels so intimate. I feel like I know these people. Yep. It's an amazing use of commuting time. Mm-hmm. Like as someone who obviously doesn't live in London, like an hour there, an hour back. Amazing. I can feel my time. I don't need Wi-Fi for it. I can download them. Like this is just absolutely incredible. So from the back of that, um, Gleam, who in my management had like a podcast guy called Sam Shatavi. He is in Oh my God, he loves RuPaul's Drag Race. And he's now at Acast. He's now at Acast. Oh my God, I just love him. I met him a few years ago and loved him. Oh, he just was the best. And he was like, okay, girls, like, I think, I think you and Lily, if, if you're interested, we could develop this podcast. Um, it originally had different names. I won't divulge in case, I think Lily said she might use it for something okay. in the future. So I'm like, you know, originally it was more career-y. Uh-huh. It was more like going into the offices of women and talking to them about their careers. Then it developed... There was a lot of people doing that. There was a lot of people talking about the business side mm-hmm. of things. So like, how can we make this a bit different? Still talk about that, but make it a bit more personal. I know we'll go into their homes. I, I can't remember who thought of at home with. It was probably Lily. She's the more like marketing minded between the two <laughs> of us. Um, and we, we tested it out. Like we actually went round our friends' homes, Carrie from Wish, 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 um, who's a fellow blogger. Like we went round her home and we like workshop the idea we tested it out we had the mics like um sam was there our producer like oh i think you could try you this the madonna do... headsets don't you yeah we don't use them anymore that was for season one we had these madonna like the britney <laughs> mics which were amazing but always ran out of battery oh. we had so many audio problems in season one so that was like two-ish years ago mm-hmm. now we did season one went down really well we didn't make a penny off that season. We didn't advertise it in any way. We were just like, let's just do something different. Let's like mm-hmm. see how it goes. Did a second season, monetized it, had some amazing sponsors. Like, And the response for it was just, mm. I just loved doing it. I don't know how, you're really good with guests because working around my schedule, Lily's schedule, our producer schedule and a guest schedule mm. is a logistical nightmare. Like how do you deal with that? just keep it really simple it's just me my bag of kit and I come to you I think it's really simple that's the best way of doing it because that was the, that was really like the net the ne- there's always like a good part and a bad part that was the bad part was like combining everyone's mm. schedules I twice was on my way up to London I got halfway and people cancelled <gasps> like oh. it was the, like oh is it a bit of a problem I'm like well halfway up to London I mean I just turned around and came home but that happened twice you know the Mm. the kind of people like messing you around with timings that bit wasn't particularly fun but we had a great time doing it and who knows who knows who knows what we'll do in the future maybe there'll be a new podcast maybe there'll be a season three I don't know but I really really love the platform I really love the platform I listen to podcasts more than I watch YouTube videos these days I 100% agree what other podcast do you listen to? I love the high low. Mm-hmm. The high low is a really interesting one for me because there's I have in I always say in real life friends. That's in brackets. Like my online friends, my in real life friends, they're exactly the same. But people who you know aren't on the internet. Yes. Um, my in real life friends love the high low. Mm-hmm. So that's like a crossover. Like there's not yeah. a lot of stuff that I watch or listen to that they do. So we always discuss that. My favorite podcast, Who Weekly. Mm-hmm the celebrity one I love your one I love Emma Gannon's one mm. the Emmas they do great podcasts <laughs> um I'm really enjoying Estee Lalonde's one yes. on the line that's amazing 
the Jesse Ware table manners mm-hmm. one is great. I've just downloaded the new season of Serial. I need to get into that. Have you never listened to Serial? I listened to Serial the first time it came around as it was coming out, so I'd have to wait for a week. So actually, it wasn't my dad wrote a porno. It was Serial that got me into podcasts. How could I forget? And Saeed. Oh my word. I would listen to it. I would put my my headphones in and I would lay in bed and listen to it. And Mark would be Ooh. like, um, h- hello. And I'd be like, yes, yeah, sorry, no, this is very important. I'm listening to this podcast and I cannot listen to anything else right now. That came out when I was uh, staying with a friend and she had a very big dog who needed a lot of exercising. And I would plug in cereal, download it, and then go for a walk with this massive dog. But I would get sort of 40 minutes in and I would suddenly get terrified because... I think, oh my God, someone's watching me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've got the dog. Slightly terrifying subject matter, but Sarah's voice is just utter perfection. Yes. I also listened to um, an Australian podcast called The Teacher's Pet recently. Oh, my dad's been into that. Um, It's it's about five episodes too long, I'd say. Like, it's slightly repetitive. By the end of it, I'd lost interest a bit, but very interested. That kind of investigative journalism angle are you listening to RuPaul and Michelle Visage's what's the tea I still haven't (laughs) got into that and I I swear every time I see you like you need to listen to what's the tea I need to listen to what's the tea and also Willem and Alaska have have a podcast called Race Chaser where they are going they are live watching every episode from season one They've just started season two. It's amazing. See, Anna and I are big fans of um, RuPaul's Drag Race. I just love drag queens. I just, I love it. What is it that you like about it? And then, and just before you answer this, it's not that you have to justify your liking of it. It's just, I felt once I was talking to someone and I felt like they were saying, well, why do you like drag queens? And I felt like I had to justify myself. And it did make me think, and I know, I know why I love drag. I think it's just a celebration. It's saying, this is me, this is me amplified, and I don't care. This is me, and I'm presenting the world. Yeah. And if you accept me, great. If you don't, fine. Yeah. I, I find something very freeing and wonderful about that. It's that don't give a mm. insert F word here yeah. attitude <laughs> that I love about it. And it's just, yeah, like you said, it's this like hedonistic, removed like this like real elevated Mm. level of expression and I love the personalities I love the clothing I love the makeup I love Mm. the wigs I love the transformation Mm. I just I just think it's a really beautiful craft I really I really really do and it kept coming up it was bloody Netflix (laughs) I mean I'm from Brighton I've always loved drag queens I've gone to pride Mm. I've gone to like drag shows I've gone to gay clubs like I love it um but it was Netflix. Obviously, it knew me well. It was like, Anna, I think you're going to love RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> it just kept coming up. And I was just like, okay, fine, I'll give it a go. I watched six seasons in approximately a month. Yeah. Like, it was addictive. Mm-hmm. I love that show. It's because I've always loved, like, America's Next Top Model. Yes. It's like America's Next Top Model on crack. Like, mm. it's the next, it's the next, it's, I mean, it's not even the next level. It's like 10 levels above. Yeah. I just think it's a wonderful show. And what's really interesting is all the drag queens that I really gravitate towards and really like. And I got to interview one the other day because Bianca Del Rio came on the show. Amazing. that whole thing about it's just being who you are amplified and showing it to the world. When I met Bianca, obviously I met her out of drag, but she's exactly what she is. And I feel like the good queens are and the good people are the ones who are themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who don't, who aren't trying to be something else. Because you can, you can kind of 
see it on them. And with drag, it's just amplified. Like you can see if someone's trying too hard or if you can see if someone isn't feeling it. Like 100%. Trinity K. Bonet in season six, oh, who I then had her moment. To... Oh my God. So, so I feel like it's just, it's just life magnified. Yeah, it's like I'm me, whether I'm wearing a t-shirt or I'm wearing mm-hmm. a sequin. Yes. Sequence. Sequence dress. Sequence dress. Oh my God, I love that episode so much. <laughs> sequence. They're like sequins. And it's like, no, no. Sequence. Sequence. <laughs> Sequence. Sequence. And oh, then that's the next, is then such an All an Stars. Episode. This is Roxy Andrews, by the way. Roxy in All Andrews. Stars, when she tried to say sash and she kept saying the shark. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's just, it's, it's, en- it's entertaining. entertaining. It's entertaining. And this, drag queens are entertaining. Mm. That's like the, that's the whole function yeah, of the whole yeah. thing. And I just, I think more people should watch it and be open to it because yes. it just preaches love and acceptance in all forms right can i get an amen you can amen (laughs) on that note we're gonna have to close because because you've got to be somewhere in three minutes oh that's fine i can run i've had the best time i knew i would this has been amazing we need to do this again we we will we can easily get like a a four or five parter out of this i reckon i think so i'll I'll come down to brighton (gasps) you plan the drag show that we're going to we'll have a we'll do podcasting for hours we'll have a bit of karaoke then we'll go to a drag queen show thank you um oh someone is coming down to brighton as well i can't remember who it is Is it alaska ben uh bianca courtney and darian lake on the abcd tour no it's just it's just one it's just one of them i can't remember who it is we might need to take this conversation offline people if you're not watching drag race i just think it's a good idea to sorry we discussed drag race a star is born you've got all these who weekly I mean, you're good. if you're listening to this, you're sorted for the whole weekend. Honestly, all the links will be in the show notes, but especially <laughs> the link that I encourage you to click on is the, the link to pre-order, and depending on when you're listening to this, to order an edited life. Thank by you. Anna Appreciate Thank you that. So Thank you for having me, Emma. It's so fun. I sincerely hope that you enjoyed that episode of The Emma Gunn Show featuring Anna Newton. I had a ball, as I'm sure you can tell. If you want to email me, email me at thebeautypodcast at gmail.com or DM me on social media where I am at Emma Guns on Twitter and Instagram or you can join the closed Facebook group via the link that will be available in the show notes. You can find that link wherever it is that you are streaming, downloading, listening to this show. It's also where you'll find the subscribe button and it's also where you may be given an opportunity to click five stars and leave a little review. If you do that, that really would sincerely make my day. Thank you also to the people who've already done that. Your reviews are wonderful and you have uh yeah made my day what else can i say i'm going to be back next week with another fabulous guest so thank you so much for listening and i'll see you on the next one even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.